1: Welcome to another episode of It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Barney the Leicester City podcast. My Leicester City fans, four Leicester City fans, tonight joined by three of our regulars to look back on a victory against Cardiff and look ahead to the game against Rother- Rotherham next week. All the glamour ties we're talking about, gentlemen. It's good to have you with us tonight, Steve.
2: Yeah, it's good to be here, especially uh, on the back of four competitive victories at the start of the season. A
1: new record. First time in 100 years.
3: Oh, Feels well. like it, eh? <laughs> hey? Feels like it after the uh, the run of the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah
2: and was I wasn't around to see the last
1: time before anyone makes any remarks. <laughs> I never never crossed my mind. Uh, Tom, good, good to have you with us. A few technical issues to start with there, but you sorted in there and you, you're joining us live.
3: Yeah, yeah bit bit like uh, bit like the team the other day, a few technical issues, let's say. Um <laughs> we got, there in the know, end. got the job done in the end.
1: Uh, and Baz has joining us as well. Barry must be a, a very happy man after watching Villa yesterday.
0: Yeah, good good result against a very, very bad team. Very bad team.
1: Yeah. Bad bad team that was good enough to send us down though.
0: They're they're, they're doomed. They'll swap places with you, I'm pretty sure of it.
1: Yeah, let's, hope, let's hope so. Listen, we'll, we'll have a bit of a chat about the, the game on Saturday to start with. Uh, obviously, we started fairly brightly, Steve, and uh, we, we got the opening goal after about half an hour with Wanya Marcel uh, scoring a bit of a thunderbolt. What did you make to him?
2: The game or the goal? The goal. Yeah, it's a cracker, was not it? Um, <clears throat> I actually think the first half was the best we played particularly after we scored, actually. Um, We could have easily been two or three up at half-time. And the goal was, um, well, from a corner. So, hey, know, they didn't make a good clearance, did they? And it fell to him and he he hit it just perfectly um, into the top corner. And uh, he was on cloud nine for a while after that, wasn't he?
1: Well, he looked a bit more... uh... Sort of able to beat his man after after that, he seemed to struggle a little bit. I'm not convinced he's the the answer on a full time basis there yet, but a great moment for him, nevertheless.
2: Yeah, very good moment, and uh, and it's great to see a youth team player come through and make an impact. As you said, I'm not sure he's ready for regular starting spot yet, but it will help his confidence to make a meaningful contribution like that.
1: Did you see that goal coming, Tom, in the stadium at the time?
3: Um, well, as as Steve said, I think we were we were playing pretty well uh, to begin with, but no, you didn't you didn't really expect that, especially especially not from him. Like the connection that he got on the ball was brilliant, to be fair. Um, but it was sort of out of nothing, I suppose, with it being a, a half-ass clearance.
1: Yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, it was. It reminded me a little bit of that goal from. Uh, Mendy against Spurs, uh, where he yeah. sort of ran onto it on the half-volley and smashed it in. Uh, what, what do you think to Marcel, Tom?
3: Um, I mean, he, he struggled a bit within that game, to be fair, and I think Mavadidi's kind of outshone him at the, You know, over the last couple of performances. But I thought he did all right, to be fair. Um, I thought he was getting a bit... A bit more stick than I expected from the crowd. Um, I, th- I think he did all right for the most part. Um, you know, there were a few, a few groans of him not really getting past his man occasionally, um, but he did all right. I think. I, I think part of the problem is, you know, when when some of our wide players are playing crosses in, and there's no one to actually play to. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's all their fault really. I think uh, you know, Ian Atcher didn't really have the best game, so it didn't do them any favours.
1: Well that was the two hundred and thirtieth game running, Barry, the Leicester have had an academy player in the in the lineup in the squad. Uh, how important is it for for a club to have that sort of homegrown element, certainly in the championship?
0: I think that's very important. That's an excellent start. Cheers, man. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's a nice start. Um yeah, but Le- Le- Leicester have always been okay, that haven't they? Like, I can't say historically, I would know that, but they always seem to have young players in the team. Whenever I've be- certainly watched some of them in, the, in the pre and being part of this podcast, so yeah, yeah. That's, I think it's hugely important. And just for just for for value, say this scenario doesn't happen that you don't go like you do, you don't go up and you have youth in there that's spectacular, then you make a lot of money from it. Championship does make money. And you sometimes need that if you're a. Surely you went down and you're relying on parachute payments and things like that. So it's as much as it's important for the fans, it's important for the, the progress of the clubs. But it's just us as well.
1: Yeah. Well, we're talking names like Harvey Barnes. Obviously, he's departed. Uh, Dewsbury Hall, Luke Thomas, Hamza Chowdhury, Jacob Stolacek, Casey McAteer, and Wanya Marcel. So there's quite a few names there, uh, seven or eight, really, that, that are in and amongst the squad at the moment. There's a real. Sort of splintering of Leicester City uh, youth in there as well as the experience that's there, Baz.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, well, yeah. Well, Barnes is the prime example of what's came of that since he went down. He made it made a pretty decent amount of money on him, um, and the rest of them. I think the rest of them looked really good. I quite like. Of course, I didn't see the game, but I thought um, Marcel did pretty well in the last game. Um, mm. I, I quite like him, but the, the I watched the highlights. I watched today. I don't know who the co-commentator was. He was obviously an ex-Leicester player. He was slaughtering him. Yeah. Absolutely slaughtering Even when he scored, absolutely slaughtering him. I'm saying, oh, Matt, Matt really Elliott, I think, yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, he yeah maybe. Few, think...
1: He had a few words to say about him. Uh-huh. The, yeah. the commentator... Even when he
0: scored. Even when he scored, he was kind of slagging him off. It was, it, I just it seemed a bit strange. Yeah. Hmm.
1: We'll have high standards. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Fair <laughs> What what I would say about him was he, he seems to struggle to beat his man on occasion, but once we got that opening goal, Steve, it looked like we might get a couple more. KDH had a opportunity and Mavididi had a, a really good opportunity as well. Uh, a bit surprising yeah. 1-0 after 45 minutes.
2: Yeah, it was surprising, wasn't it? Because uh, their keeper made a few good saves. We had some... We looked like we were going to tear them a new one, actually, after we went one up, I mean, we are all over them and they were... All at sea, I think. So, yeah, very unfortunate not to not to score more in the end, but we didn't. So, um, and then we had a regular or uh, well, recurring failing in the second half, didn't we? What do you mean? Well, going off the pace, having had a good first half, a bit oh, like right, Coventry. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. But as again, as a result of. The goal, but this time in injury time. But yeah, on the, on the youngsters, don't forget we've got Braybrook and Alves to come back in from. Yeah, I was just going to well. mention. Two of the hot pros. Yeah. yeah, so very good uh, youth players coming through at
1: the minute. Braybrook's obviously going to be the uh, Harry Winks understudy, I think, in time, isn't he? Very similar sort of player to, to him. Um, Harry Winks has had a good start, Tom, hasn't he? he? Looks looks sharp, looks almost a class above, really, um, the the rest of the players around him.
3: Yeah, he, he has looked very good. To be fair, um, I think again though, around the crowd, he was getting a bit of stick. To be honest, a, a few stray passes here and there, but I think for the yeah, most man. part, he's put in a good performance. And it's, yeah, we're sort of starting to get, a, you know, a midfield that we can rely on regularly, um, which is something that's that's kind of been kind of been dispersing a little bit over the last season or two, obviously with Indeedy sort of dropping the pace on, on what he was. Um then you know Tillerman's putting in
1: the Yeah odd. I thought Indeedy did all right at the weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah he did. He yeah. did. Um yeah I'm I'm all mean sort of the, the season before um you know he, he sort of went from Hero to zero, didn't they? But um, yeah, yeah, decent now. To be fair,
1: he's in a marauding right winger at, at times, isn't he? He seems to be the one of the first men into the Itch. box. It was interesting what you say about uh, opportunities to get the ball in the box, Tom. Because when that happens, it's it's the midfielders more than the striker that looks more likely at different different times. Look at the goals we've scored yeah. and who scored them this season. Um, it seems to be the the sort of midfielders, doesn't it?
3: This is it and this is um exactly what, what got the new boy is is gone. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nice to to see a bunch of players and, and you know that your goals can kind of come from anywhere, but <laughs> your strikers meant to be putting them in and it's not happening for us, unfortunately. So we haven't got that kind of um you know, there's there's not a great deal of confidence at the moment in in our centre forwards.
1: Why why is that, Steve? Uh, You've got three strikers. I know Dakar is being frozen out, isn't he? But if you look Mm. at all great championship teams of the past, you think of that Fulham team with Mitrovic and Shane Long at Reading when they got 106 points and stuff like that. They are strikers that were scoring 25-30 goals a season. Are are we going to need someone to do that this season for us?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, if you look at the way Man City play, they weren't overly reliant on the number nine and often played with a false nine. And, you know, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Mares, loads of others, Foden, chipped in with a massive amount of goals. And I think that's the way that Unzo ball is going a little bit. But um, it may be that just Vardy and Acho need time to settle into the system and how to work best in that system. And so they might start banging them in before too long. Um, but it looks like Ian Acho is going to be the starter and Vardy the, the impact's up more often than not.
1: He was unlucky, Barry, not to score uh, at the weekend, Ian Acho. He had a beautiful curling shot from 25 yards that sort of kissed the post and came back out again. Uh, how, how good was that effort?
0: Oh, it was stunning. Yeah, it was a beautiful hit. Very unlucky. I think even going on the strikers thing, I think the, um, you've got to remember that you've you came, you came down from the from the premiership and big name forwards, with reputations so maybe part of the reason your midfielders are getting in on the act is they're concentrating on these strikers who are top strikers top strikers who proved it in Europe and creating that space I think that will slowly sort of fade away and they'll relax and try and look after the midfielders again and that's when Vardy and Inia, Ian actually will start to pounce like, on it I think the goals yes. will come
1: it's a good point. There is a, a bit of a lack of space at times, isn't there, as, we, mm-hmm. yeah, as we, uh, I mean. we're trying to attack these sides and break them down. But we had something like 65%, 70% possession again at the uh, at the weekend, so we're having plenty of the ball. And it's just doing something with it, isn't it? That's the, that's the challenge. Uh, Tom, I'll come to you. First words on Aaron Ramsey's equaliser. Bit of a bolt out of the blue, isn't
3: it? Uh, yeah, I think at the time, um, I was just a bit devastated by the timing. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was kind of a, a little bit negative towards it because I was just thinking, what are we doing in the last couple of minutes of the first half? You know, with it, with it there, but, um, but yeah, especially like looking back on it, I, th- I think, you see from our seats, I don't think I really appreciated how far out it was. Um, but that replay, bloody hell, yeah, it, it was a great strike. There's nothing you could do about it. So, I mean, that's, I suppose that's one thing. I mean, I feel like Hermanson, he hasn't really put a glove wrong so far. So, you know, all, all good for him. But that, yeah, <laughs> no one's saving that.
1: I was to say, Steve, would he be disappointed to be, be, have him being beaten from there? But as Tom said, it was sort of an unstoppable strike, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't blame the keeper for that, but uh, I mean, uh, we did uh, we could have stopped it. I mean, Dewsbury Hall gave the ball away under no pressure. There were seconds to go in added time when he did it. And then nobody closed him down. And if there's one person in the Cardiff team that you want to close down that could do some magic, it's, it's Aaron Ramsey. And he was given far too much time and space, but it was 35, 40 yards and I don't think there's anything that Hermanson could have done about that.
1: It's one of those, Barry, that you just have to accept, maybe internally applaud and move on.
0: Yeah, I think so. Just a nice, like an A nice strike. He, he, he looks like really, his, his physique looks great. He looks like he's ready for the season. I thought he looked in pretty good shape considering he's had the joke of the season at Rangers.
1: Yeah, it didn't go well for him there, did it?
0: No, it didn't, thankfully. <laughs>
1: And the, the whole Aaron Ramsey curse hasn't continued as yet, I don't believe. Normally when he scores, someone famous dies. Have you heard that? Is that
3: right? <laughs> yeah, it's been going for well, years.
1: I'll, I'll stick a link in the, in the bio to the Aaron Ramsey curse. He's killed like loads of people off. I, I'll have a search for it as we continue to chat, and I'll let you know. Um, yeah, uh, But yeah, going in at half-time at 1-1, probably quite disappointed in the stands at that that time, Steve.
2: Yeah, it was gutting, wasn't it? I mean, because we we could have been two. Or, I was just saying to your mother, we we could be two or three up here, and uh, and the equaliser came out of nothing, really. So, um, and you always worry about how we're going to respond to that kind of thing, especially right on half time. Um, so, yeah, it, it it kind of really deflated what was a, a. There was still plenty of applause as we went off. Seconds later. But it was kind of much more muted I think we could have easily been t- and the crowd would have been really um, uh, giving them a rousing reception as they came off for half time and it, it did deflate things a little bit
3: How were
1: you feeling Tom at half time?
3: Like I say I, I was gutted with that but yeah the, the general consensus um, in the seats around me were that was a hell of a strike so <laughs> Um yeah, I mean I mean throughout the game, they did have a few chances that were slightly worrying, so
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know they, I think they had a, they had ahead of the I don't know how that didn't go in um so I, I think we were yeah reasonably reasonably positive really, um especially with the performance we put in, so you know you were kind of always expecting us to come out fighting.
1: Here we go, guys. Of Aaron Ramsay, Aaron seventy-six goals. <laughs> <careers>, Twenty-three <laughs> have been followed by the death of a notable celebrity, including David Bowie, Whitney Houston, and Eric Bristow.
0: Oh, within, uh, within
1: hours after uh, him scoring, so yeah, uh, that's that's the Aaron Ramsey curse. If anyone was
0: Yeah. can, can I can I ask about the game? So that you all watched it. You all watched yeah. the game. Uh, yeah. How was the fitness? How was the fitness at the get at the end again? Because. Mm-hmm. The games I've watched, but, Leicester, yeah, they have always been more fit than the other teams.
2: But I think if you if you're passing the ball a lot, and you've got the ball and making the other team run around, it's going to help you at the end.
0: Yeah,
1: of the game. yeah. I think um, we're suffering from a bit of a lack of pace at centre back in the second half. They look like yeah. you could tell me if I'm wrong, Tom. And um, I thought they looked more likely to score the, the next goal than, than we did for yeah. a period of time. Uh, quick breaks and. Um, their striker that they bought on the second half, he seemed to give Vestergaard and Fass a bit of a, a problem at centre back.
3: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, there were there were certainly points where yeah, Vestergaard was basically invisible at times. But but um, yeah, we saw it out, didn't we? <laughs>
1: what, what do you think their general performance was like second half, Steve? It seemed to drop quite a bit from the first half.
2: Yeah, I think that just shows the mental fragility still there. You know, we can see a goal on half-time and we come out for the second half. Obviously, they, they're going to have their tails up, equalising out of nothing, but our whole intensity of the game dropped. We got sloppy. We were missing passes. We weren't looking forward so much to play the ball forward. It was all sideways and backwards. and um, And the crowd started to get on the backs a bit.
1: Let's talk about the crowd then. Uh, it's, it's been well documented since. I think uh, Enzo has said, look, we're playing about 10 to 20% of what we can do at the moment. Um, we're not where we need to be in terms of the, the personnel that he's got in the club and also that adapting to that style of play is going to take a bit of time. I've seen numerous amounts of fans complaining about their style of play. Um, I, I, what did you hear actually at the time, uh, Tom, on, on Saturday? Did you hear much uh, grumbling?
3: Yeah, well, I can tell you that Rose behind me, uh, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm, I'm talking about here. Um, he's kind of stopped picking on um, he stopped picking on the wingers now, and it's and it's all about the style of play and that we're just passing across the back. Um, it's all side to side and whatever. But I mean, I I actually really quite enjoy watching it. I think there were moments of kind of frustration in that game because. As far as I could see, like, our setup and game plan is working. It's just there's not that finish happening. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, I, I feel that that's down to us not really knowing how to utilise our strikers, to be honest, in, in this in this system. Um,
2: yeah, and I think they're still getting used to it, Tom. I mean, there were yeah. times Never Vadidi gave, gave them a good outlet and the... Uh, they missed the pass and he got pissed off basically that people went ping in the ball when he had plenty of space in
1: <laughs> So I guess some of it Steve is that you, you know there's a bit of a, a split certainly on social media around anyone over the age of 55 is having a moan that uh, it's, it's not hoofball football and not going to fall quick enough but you're going to dispel that rumour aren't you?
2: Am I? Yeah no I wasn't moaning but look, I think we we miss the opportunity to play the ball forward a few, a few times. um, but you know that's what man city do they and and Arsenal they play the ball around at the back, bring players onto them, and try and find a gap, yeah, you know, it's um people not watch Man City do they not think
1: they're a good team? it, it wins. There's a lot of copycats. Of the same way into it. There's a lot of copycats yeah. of Man City out there at the minute, isn't there, Barry? Uh, you know, <laughs> you might might say Villa might be one of them, though, uh, playing with these inverted fullbacks and uh, and holding on to the ball, looking for gaps. Uh, how difficult is it to to replicate Man City?
0: Well, yeah, well, yeah, it is difficult, but I think like it's proof in the pudding. So, like, it's 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 certainly working for us. It's clearly working for your guys. It's just like like Tom sort of uh, said at the start of his sentence, it was um it's not the finished article yet. So you're not you're not getting that governance. You're not you're not getting the fruits of the labor. But that that will come. We were the exact same, um, and, and now we've become. But if you look at us now, we score more goals from midfield than we do relying on a striker. Mm. So it, that is what it is Man City is the same. Like t- t- obviously, you've got to take Hallard out of that equation. He's just joined, and he's finishing a lot of them. But their and their midfielder score is phenomenal. So it's just spread, it's spreading that around, and you you need that. You're not going to get the championship if you're just relying on Vardy banging in the goals.
1: Uh, how do fans have that bit of patience then? Because I put a poll out there yesterday. Ninety seven percent of fans said that you know they were quite happy. With what they were seeing, or that they trust the process, uh, that's quite a high number to to say that. But for those dissenting voices, how do they? What do they need to show uh, in terms of patience to get that?
2: Well, they need to develop the muscle in between their ears, I think,
1: or the brain.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that, he's right. He's right. Like, what? I, I don't understand. What What are you wanting? Are you wanting a team full of Ronaldinho's? Like, I don't. I don't understand. It's It is nice football to watch it. If you play, if you play the game. Uh, whether you play it physically or FIFA or whatever, that's how you win the games. That's how it happens. It's possession football, setting traps, and then punishing the team. Like, what is not enjoyable about that? But I, I It's morons. Morons, I don't like
1: it. It's patience, isn't it? In the 85th minute yeah. when it's 1-1, and you see the team playing it around the, the back, you need to understand that they're doing that for a reason. Uh, they're yeah. trying to set that trap and get someone to move out of possession there was a really really great uh clip again of, of the the weekend where we were playing out of our box and it ended up with Callum Doyle having a, a shot that was really well saved uh down to the goalkeepers left and that started from our own area uh I think it was Fass and Ricardo um started that Tom what do, what did you think first of all to that style of play and what did you think to Callum Doyle's performance?
3: Yeah I mean i I'm actually really enjoying the start of play this season Um, and for the first time in a long time like I feel confident when we're in control of the ball Um, even sort of passing passing around the back from the keeper to the defenders and back again like you don't have that fear that that we have had for a couple of seasons now Um, and it's not that sort of Puel style of Keeping the, you know, passing the ball around and not actually getting anywhere. You, you do actually see the spaces and, and the runs that people are creating. And yeah, it is, it is quite like I'm really enjoying watching it, basically. Are you
1: um, enjoying the championship so far.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, nice change of pace, isn't it? We don't want to be here for too long, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> just, just a
1: season, just online. <clears throat> but
3: yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. And I think, you know, you've got that thing over the summer wh- where, Everyone's kind of bigging up your team as uh, what are we PSG of the championship, yeah. <laughs> and you start thinking, right, yeah, can't wait for us to get shot down when the season starts. But thankfully, you know, we're we're actually putting in a putting in a good shift, so it's it's quite good to see. Um, but yeah, Doyle, he's he's looked pretty good actually. I've I've yeah, I've I've pretty much uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching him play, to be honest. He's he's a big lad. (laughs) He likes sticking his head in. So,
1: yeah. I think he'll score a few goals, Steve, this season as well. He's uh, capable at left-back, isn't he? But he got forward and, as I said, he almost scored with that drive down to the keeper's left.
2: It was a great save from the keeper, actually. Yeah. Um, And and I wasn't overly impressed in pre-season with him. He looked a bit shaky, but and the, the league games he's played, I think he's getting better and better.
1: Right. But so let's talk about the winning goal then. 90th minute plus uh, it it comes. And Cassaday is on the field for Wilfred and Didi. Kieran Dewsbury Hall wins it in the middle, drives forward. There's a shot. Vardy then tries to take his man on. In my opinion, he gets taken out. Um the referee was having absolutely none of it though, Barry, uh, and the ball fo- falls for Cesar Cassidy on his debut. There was an XG of that goal of 0.17, which I couldn't believe. It seemed like a simpler chance than that, but uh, <laughs> he took it away in the top corner, and obviously the fans then are, are in absolute raptures.
0: Yeah, it should have be been a composure, which I thought was pretty good, um, and I, also, I did think it was a pen. When I saw it, I didn't think it was a pen. Because like, cause if it was a pen then the ref played on, fair play time. To allow that to happen, but yeah, good finish. I uh, didn't see much of him playing though, to be honest. So can't see much about the playing, but certainly the finish was good.
1: Yeah, it was a good finish, and uh, he, he celebrated it really well. Tom, right in front of you, I would imagine. Uh,
0: there or thereabouts, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> what did you make to him on his debut?
3: I thought he had a really good, really good uh, start. <laughs> to be honest, like every time he was on the ball, he looked really confident. Um, again, he's a he's a really tall fella exactly what we need in the middle of the park. But, um, yeah, his, his, his passing and composure was, was yeah, quite good to see, actually, after, you know, we've had the likes of Samari come in and not really be up to speed. So, yeah, it, it was uh, it was nice nice watching him play and, obviously, getting a goal on your debuts it's got to be the dream, hasn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I think there's nine players now that have scored a goal on their debut for... Leicester, after coming on as a substitute, was the was a stat that I saw. Right. I've not done my own work. I'll list them, if anyone wants to know. i my own time. I'll do that. But Steve, what did you think to the to the to the Man Cassidy? Um, you, you can see why Chelsea paid Inter Milan fifteen million euros for him. Yeah, I, I didn't
2: think he had a massive impact until he scored the winner. But he looked tidy enough. But I mean, he's oddly trained with the team, so. Um, I'd expect him to be more prominent in the games going forward, I think now um particularly if Pratt had, um he might even start it rather i think depending on how he's how he recovers from this i uh, i i I thought he had a competent but quiet debut until he poked in the winner,
1: yep, yeah, absolutely, and three points takes us. Second in the league behind Ipswich, who keep winning at the uh, the moment. Uh, Kieran McKenna's doing a good job there, Barry, isn't he? They've had a, a real good start
0: to the season. Yeah, they have. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll falter away. I would mean, have thought. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't see that. I don't see that being staying staying there. To be honest.
1: And four from four, as we spoke about earlier. That's a hell of a start for Enzo Maresca. Um, he he's really sort of exuding confidence, isn't he? And looking like we're he, he sort of playing in his manner at the minute.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I quite like him. I quite like the way he talks as well. I think there's. Yeah, it's like it's. I, it, I think I think it's a better start than I was expecting for Leicester. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think you guys would catch on to the what he's trying to do so quick. I think I said that in one of the previous shows. I, I think they've settled down to it. Amazing. It's just not. It's the final final spark at the end it's just not happening but that will some teams are going to get pumped by you boys, big style
1: let's hope so let's hope yeah. so. listen let's have a game of last man standing uh, it's been a little while since I think I've had all three of you on at the same time to to do this uh, in fact no it wasn't it was just the last show uh, but I have yeah, to I we are gonna, we are, yeah you did we're going to run it back ever so slightly <laughs> this might be a nightmare for you this one Baz but we'll see I want you to name players that either started or were on the bench last time Leicester played a Championship game against Doncaster Rovers back in 2014, the last game of the season. So we're talking nearly 10 years ago now. There's some there's some pretty well known names in there, so you might have half a chance. Okay. Sorry, Barry. I'll start with you if you like.
0: Okay, Matt uh, Elliott. No. He oh, was about 50 at the time. You can all fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> Tom, Mate, this not a disaster.
3: Um, Wes Morgan.
1: Wes Morgan was in the side, yeah. One of two centre-backs that day. Steve.
2: Jamie Vardy.
1: Jamie Vardy's a wild Jamie, card. Me, I'm going to give you another life. Uh, I'm gonna leave you another life for Jamie Vardy because why is he a wild card? Because he's not actually in the in the squad that day. He was injured, but he was he did play that season. <laughs> but he's the one. I'll, I'll let you carry on for a bit with that.
3: Uh, Tom,
1: back to you. Oh, oh dear,
3: Paul oh. um, Chonchesky,
1: correct number
3: three. Steve, <laughs> sorry,
1: um, He he probably left by then, but Harry Kane. Harry Kane. No, he was a season before. Yeah. That was a really quick game. Tom, wow. continue.
3: Unbelievable! You've won one. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, eh? Bloody hell!
1: Come on, there's something there that we right, should definitely knock up. Knock off, was on the bench. Yeah. Casper. Casper Schmeichel in goal. Books. No, it was yes. two seasons before. Four. Oh, really?
3: Andy, and Andy that. King, surely. Andy, Andy King, King. yeah. Lloyd
1: Dyer. Did someone say Delat
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Delat. Lloyd Dyer, yeah. I've run through the whole 11 and the, the subs bench. So it was Schmeichel and Goal, Richie Delat Paul Koncheski, Danny Drinkwater, Martin Vasilevsky, Wes Morgan, Riyad Mahrez. Andy King. Andy King. <laughs> uh, Kevin Phillips, last ever game. He was about oh, 58 at the time nice. as well. David Nugent, Lloyd Dyer, and the subs bench was friend of the show Dean Hammond,
0: <laughs>
1: Jeff Schlupp, Liam Moore, Gary Taylor Fletcher, Anthony Knockart, Conrad Logan, and Chris Wood.
3: Beautiful. Do you reckon mm-hmm. our team's better now?
1: It's got to be isn't it.
3: <laughs> yeah. <You thought> so. <laughs>
1: got to be. We've not got Gary Taylor Fletcher in the squad. That's Simon's the in there
3: though. Hey. Some
1: diamonds in that squad. Yeah, no, was. <laughs> uh, just a quick word on Connor Cody before uh, we move on. He's still four weeks away from fitness, Steve, but he was he was very much involved in the celebrations at the end of the win, uh, and he he was speaking really positively, and he's been spoken about really positively for how he's involved at in the club so far. Yeah, I, I
2: could see him at the end, um, really happy, hugging the players as they came off. He seemed to be walking all right, actually. Um, and he's been travelling to the away games as well so he'll probably be at Rotherham uh, being part of the dressing room and and helping boost the lads which is great because he, I mean we were impressed by how vocal he was and his leadership in the pre-season game we saw at Northampton weren't we so um, yeah it, it's good that he's he's still in there and part of it and wants to be part of it and is playing a role even though he can't get out on the on the pitch at the moment, he's still playing a, a role as captain uh, from the sidelines, which is good.
1: Do you see him as a captain, Tom? Is he going to get the armband at the moment? It's Ricardo Pereira with it, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I, I think he will get the armband, to be honest. Um, Ricardo, as much as I love him, I, I just can't see it being his role, really. Not naturally, Um any, I don't know, I, I don't
1: want to say it disappointed me in the last game, but I expected a bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's fair enough. Uh, and, and Barry, for you, Connor Cody obviously at a rival club at Wolves and less so at, at Everton, uh, but he's got Premier League pedigree, isn't he, similar to, to Harry Winks. Uh, he's more than capable of playing at this level, but what, what he does off the field, that's going to be a key for Leicester, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think when when you're a team that needs to try and get out of the championship, you need to have that, <coughs> excuse me, that that backbone a really good experience everywhere. Corner, corner Cody is that you've got that in your strikers. And it looks like Winks is going to be the guy that's going to be your standout midfielder. So I think that you've, you've got like real functional experienced players right down the middle of the pitch, which is good, which should bode you well if you can keep them off fit.
1: Let's hope so. Okay. Uh, quick words, Tom, on Nigel Pearson. He's sixty today. Is that right? right. <laughs> did you do that in a Nig- Nigel Pearson impress- impression? Because <laughs> it sounded a bit like him. Is that oh, right? You handle
0: that. Bill, that.
3: <laughs> Are
1: you flexible enough? Uh, he obviously did some great stuff for the club, there, didn't he? Just want to reflect on that for uh, for thirty seconds.
3: It was absolutely class. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the sort of manager that was such a character that, other than uh, the fact that we've got the um, the amazing Enzo in right now, he's he's the sort of character that you'd want back at the club, wouldn't you, in some capacity, if he was allowed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some Bristol City fans might uh, might want that as well, actually. But uh, yeah. they're struggling for struggling for goals at the moment. But, Steve, <laughs> he was great for us, wasn't he, in his time. He re- rebuilt the club uh, from its lowest point.
2: Yeah, he did. He was really good for us. Um, uh, For me, don't look backwards, though. uh, And I never agreed with the fans that wanted him back. Once he'd gone, he'd gone, I think. But he did a good job for us and paved the way for Ranieri's magic that following season.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Enzo Maresca says he wants three more signings between now and the end of the window. He said it'd be a mistake... Not to make the additions based on the results that we've had on the pitch so far. Uh, he picked out Wanya Marcel and said he's doing a great job, but we can't expect him to uh, play the whole season for us in that position. We need a right winger. Barry, I'm going to come to you for your expert knowledge on Turkish football. Uh, Yunus Akkun is due to, due to join from uh, Galatasaray. <laughs> Tell it us what we need much. to know.
0: <laughs> All I could tell you is about an eight-minute highlight reel I watched. Okay. Um, he looks like he's he looks like he's got a trick in him, a very good cross of the ball. It seems to be, but then this the, the the negative of a highlight reel is it's highlights in games. So he could be he could do that once in every game and make a phenomenal highlight reel. I don't know. I think just benefit the doubt. You but you also don't play for teams like that if you are not half decent. Yeah. So I think um, yeah, there, there's, there's there some, as well. Yeah, there's there's definitely a player in there for sure.
1: It's quite exciting, Tom, isn't it, when you get these new players that you don't know a great deal about. I, I think back to when we signed Knockhart back in the day. Yeah. Tricky little winger. Might be might be a similar mould.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, the, the thing is, we've had plenty of wingers come in that haven't quite cut the mustard, haven't we? But, um, yeah, it, as you say, we've, we've kind of had a, a few players come in already that, you know, there's not been a great deal of expectation behind them and, and that's... That's what kind of gets you excited when they actually impress you on the pitch early on. So, yeah, it'd be quite good to see him. I've, I've seen that he's uh, he's racked up quite a few goals, uh, possibly at, at shitter clubs <laughs> <You're> <laughs> on his, loan, on his <laughs> loan. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm optimistic, let's say, for for a winger that can stick it in the net. We, we desperately need a
1: right-winger, though, don't we, Steve? Uh, just someone that's so come and balance out the Mavadidi situation on the left-hand side. So someone that's got a bit of equal uh, in terms of tricks and pace would be quite well received.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, that's to be, is as good as as people are saying. Um, it's quite a diminutive figure, Um But, you know, I think when we're passing it around all of the time, if we've got two players then on each, one on each wing that can take defenders on and beat them, then uh, that gives us an extra dimension, doesn't it? Rather than just trying to pass through them, we have got people that can take on their man and beat them and get across in or set up an attack. So, uh, yeah, um, let's hope it happens. It's not official yet, is it?
1: It's not official. It's come from a, a Turkish source... You guy's got over a million followers. It's like the Turkish Fabrizio Romano. So it looks quite uh, quite de- right. far down the line. I think you know part of the challenge that we were told, Barry, was it was going to be one in, one out um, now because we need to balance the squad out. We've got a, a large squad, seven players not getting a place in the squad at the moment, senior pros that have been left out. Um, <laughs> who do you expect to, to go out of those seven? So we're looking at uh, Suta, Samare, Castagne, Dakar, Ward, Everson, and potentially Dennis Pratt. A Victor Christensen, a Luke Thomas.
0: They, Nine. They, they, Nine. They, oh, there's, there's bound to be suitors for all of them. Like, none of them are particularly terrible players. So I'd be, I, I'd be surprised if we couldn't move them on. I just don't know about the players that like like Suitor that had a lot of money spent on him. He, he, he might struggle, but I think everyone else you mentioned there, I, I don't see that being an issue, even if it's just a loan.
1: Is a loan going to be enough for us, though, in the situation that we're in? Well, it'll
0: we're free up wages at least. Yeah, it'll yeah. free up wages at least. You might not get a fee. Well, you'll get some sort of fee, but um, I think it's yeah. I think that's probably the best you can get from them players.
1: So some some rumours that are doing the rounds at the minute, we've got Samare potentially going back to France. That's, that looks fairly likely uh, that we'll get something. I think a lot of the French clubs want to do a loan with an option to buy, which doesn't guarantee us anything at the end of it. Um, going back to Eunice Adcon that deal looks like that's going to be a loan with a requirement to buy at the end of it so it looks like it's going to be our loan for 12 months with the um, with the clause in there that we're going to have to purchase him at the end of that that's probably to work its way around financial fair play Tom do we know what sort of
3: money we're talking 8 million yeah it's it's a strange one isn't it it's a uh a bit of a commitment <laughs> because obviously we don't know where we're going to be at um and if you i mean if it, if all goes well and then we sort of have to buy him <laughs> is it going to be the fit that we want next season i don't know so it's yeah a bit a bit of a strange one
1: there must be some thought behind that that he's definitely the style of player that we're after uh timothy Castagne, steve he looks like he might be on his way to either fulham Arsenal, Juventus, you pick.
2: Uh, I don't care as long as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he was it was um, he was nice enough to just stop and uh, have photographs with people. We were in the Holiday Inn after the game having a drink, and we saw him. What the weekend? Pull up and people go and having enough yeah. photos. He's he's done okay, but obviously he wants to go. So at the weekend, yeah.
1: Okay, Patson uh, Patson Pats to Monaco potentially, Barry. That's one that's being spoken about. It looked like he might go to Everton, but then Everton it looked like they're going to sign um, Che Adams from Southampton instead.
0: That must be just under value then. Leicester must have been asking much more than Adams because I think Adams is they put in fifteen million today. Fifteen,
1: yeah, and,
0: yeah. At
1: that.
0: they they're running out of time. They need to they need to buy someone ever. I don't know. I don't know. Would you would you take Declan over Shea Adams? I don't know if I would.
1: No, I'd take Shea. At the championship level, I would take Shea Adams every day of the week. Yeah,
0: probably yeah,
1: to. Southampton are spending, say, getting all their money in, but they're not spending anything at the minute, are they? I think they've just signed uh, Flynn Downs from West Ham on loan, but they, they, they've taken over £150 million pounds in, in, in player sales, Tom.
3: Well, they're in that sort of situation now where anyone they want to buy is going to be expensive. So, yeah,
1: yeah. And then finally out of those players, Steve, is Dennis Pratt, who we're not sure if he was injured for the game on Saturday, or if he was left out uh, in a similar manner to the, to the other players.
2: Well, I read he was injured. He, he got a um, a slight injury on Friday in training and they hoped he might be back for the weekend. So, um i think he's one of the players that didn't want to be here that's changed his mind and um i i certainly think with um tazar casade i think he will be vying for that more attacking midfield role um and and could be an important player for us so of all the ones you mentioned maybe Pratt's the one that i would i would say i'd like him to stay
1: okay He's certainly had an impact in a couple of the games so far this season, hasn't he? So we'll, we'll find out over the next couple of weeks. Maybe by the time we do another show, the transfer window will be closing and uh, we, we will have what we've got. Supposedly, we've got 33 players on the books at the minute, Barry, for, for 25 spaces.
0: Yeah, that that, that is nuts. But it's, it's a domino effect, isn't it? Like everything, certain things need to move into place. Uh, yeah, just that there's too many players. It's, it, but it's a domino effect. You need um, you need other teams to lose players to then take your players. Uh, and when you were talking about Southampton selling and making all that money, they'll be a team that'll pinch loans and players who won't make squads, for example, like that. So you can see teams like Southampton coming in and taking these players off you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, next game we've got Rotherham away, which <coughs> sounds like a far cry from the... Premier League sort of fixtures, isn't it? It's a bit of a bump down to earth, Tom. A Rotherham away. Uh, we've lost one of our last ten against them in all competitions. I'm not sure that'll tell you a great deal, but uh, we've, we stand a good chance to win again at the weekend.
3: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, with, with everything I'm seeing, I'm, I'm getting more and more confident about our style of play and, and who we're actually selecting, I thought, our, um starting lineup was pretty pretty strong at the weekend so yeah looking forward to it and I think I think whilst it may not be easy I think we'll do all right.
1: You think we'll do all right. Yeah, I've, I've said where, where for weeks. twenty second I've said for weeks twelve out of twelve and start the season. Um so I, I believe that they they're twenty second like you say they've got one point so far this season. So I'd like Leicester Steve can't be uh can't be worried about going to rotherham at the weekend if you're going to win the league you've got to go to teams like that and, and win haven't you
2: yeah i don't think they'll be worried about going anywhere but um i, I think the fact is it's it, it could it's a game we could lose just because we, yeah i i think we'd be going to win any game in the championship under Moresco, but we're not at a best yet so we could slip up um I thought we might end up about four points from the first three games just because we're getting used to the system but we've done well to see a victory in each of the games so far and I I, I would expect us to win at Rotherham.
1: Yeah me too. Uh Tom what's your thoughts on early team news for uh, for Rotherham is it going to be the side that finished the game at the weekend that starts the next game?
3: Um it it really could be. I'm I'm not sure about about Vardy starting still, but perhaps so because we've not had a lot of uh, luck elsewhere in that position. But um, also Cassidy. Yeah, you could say you could say it'd be a good thing actually to get him in instantly. So yeah, I'd I'd quite like to see that. To be honest,
1: good stuff. Well, we'll come to some predictions then, guys, if if that's all right. Steve, try and give us yours without your internet cutting out. Uh, 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 no, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> I'll go 2-0, Foxes. Barry, you're leading the Prediction League with two spot-on scores out of three so far.
0: I'm going to say 4-1, Leicester.
1: That's it then, 4-1, we're going to win.
3: Bloody Tom? hell. I was also going to go 2-0. I don't know if that's a bit conservative now. I'll stick with it. I'll
1: stick with Steve. I'll go 2-1. I'm going to um, go with a a 2-1 there and see where we get to with that. Guys, I think that's uh, about it for for tonight. Unless anyone's got anything else you want to talk about. but Oh, I've just had the charts come through. Hong Kong, lads, this week. We're in the charts in Hong Kong. Number 11 in the podcast chart in Hong Kong. Great to see. Um, But... (laughs) Yeah, I think that's about it for this evening. It's been good to have a chat again, guys. Uh, Steve, we've had a very intermittent chat with you. It's going to take me about 48 hours to edit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'd just like to say uh, ni hao to all our followers in Hong Kong.
1: What does that mean? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking, just just checking. Barry, how about for you? What's this week look like?
0: Um, this week is a quiet one, man. Uh, I'll be watching Villa versus Hibs on Wednesday, and then um, the weekend we've got Burn there, so uh, but I'll be able to watch Leicester game on Saturday, so that'll be good.
1: Yeah, uh, Hibs, the John McGinn derby, isn't it? And then the Hibs game,
0: yeah, they're gonna get pumped if I can't wait for it.
1: You probably go and take a three or four goal lead after the first leg,
0: yeah. I think we'll go strong and then we'll weaken the team for the second leg. There's you know no
1: weak point. team, though. Now, was that I was thinking that yesterday when you made your subs and they came on? You bring Catinio and uh Tillemans and uh, well, Leon, Leon,
0: Leon, Leon Bailey is my equivalent of Yuri Tillemans for you, is it? I, I don't see it, I don't care that he scored one and set up one. I think he's absolute dumb. Shit. Fair <laughs>
1: enough. There Tom, you go.
3: How about for you this week? Yeah, not much going on either, to be honest. When uh, Rotherham's
1: the highlight of your week, it's a bit sad,
0: isn't
1: it? It's a highlight of my <laughs> week, pal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. Listen, we're all expecting another victory again at the weekend to make it 12 from 12 for Enzo Moresca's Blues. Uh, great start to his tenure so far. And we'll look forward to talking about it with you on our next show, either next week or the week after, as we join you for another episode of It's 11, It's 7 for Jamie Vardy. And we'll speak to you again next time.